0: Engaging Leader Episode 221, SVS, the simple visual story model for effective communication. Brought to you by the team at Workforce Communication. Find out more at workforcecommunication.com. your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. This is a special episode of Engaging Leader featuring an excerpt of a live interview I gave on TechSmith's Visual Lounge with Matt Pierce. I've been a fan of TechSmith for many years, using their products and software for, I think, over 20 years now. Uh, In particular, they create Snagit and Camtasia. Uh, These are screen capture software and solutions for creating and sharing images and videos for better training, tutorials, lessons, and everyday communication. They're a very cool company, and they've become uh, even more important than ever since the pandemic, which has taken the already existing trend of more people working remotely and, of course, driven that forward in a big way. And so TechSmith has been kind of at a perfect spot in that major trend. But even before that, I already thought they were a very cool company. And I really like what they're doing with the Visual Lounge. It's a a fun show that Matt Pierce has been leading and producing with a variety of guests um, providing tips about the power of visuals and videos and how to make them even better. It's a podcast. It's a video show as well. You can find it at TechSmith.com as well as in the show notes for this episode on EngagingLeader.com. Now, back in part one of this interview, which you can find in Engaging Leader, episode 220, Matt and I focused on the 5M framework as a comprehensive planning tool for communication. This episode, we're going to talk about executing the components of the strategy more effectively and how the SVS model, simple visual story, is especially helpful for remote communication. SVS increases the effectiveness of videos, graphics, and other types of communication and education tactics to inspire trust and drive action. Now, I want to mention ahead of time two things. One is there's about a 30-second spot in this interview when I'm sharing A example of an SPS video. I know you won't be able to see it. You'll be able to hear it. uh, But if you go to the show notes for this episode, I've provided a link to the exact video that you're hearing in the interview. And uh, that'll be at engagingleader.com forward slash 221 as in episode 221. And also I want to let you know ahead of time that due to some time constraints, we skipped over a little bit about the V part of the model, visual. And so make sure you check out our show notes um, for more details about all three of the components of SVS. So let's jump into the interview with Matt Pierce and I talking about the simple visual story model. We're, so we're
1: starting to set up some strategy, kind of thinking about how we're going to communicate, you know, planning it out. Let's say we, we've taken our time to do that. What's, what do you recommend as kind of the next steps? We've listed out our five M's. We understand that we're ready to move forward. Where do we go from from here?
0: Yeah, then it comes down to execution. Are we going to execute well on that strategy? And especially in this new world of with remote communication being so important, um, we've got a short, simple model called SBS that is helpful in terms of executing. Um, it, it works for on-site as well as remote employees, but it is uh, and, and other audiences like like customers. But it's a SBS is uh, it stands for simple visual stories and they're very effective to increase the the um, increase how well your whether it's videos or graphics or written materials how well those connect with people and inspire trust and drive action and so um, those three words simple visual and story each have some specific meaning that attached um, to themselves. And I can kind of break each of those down if you'd like.
1: Yeah. I'm just posting in the the chat that we've got those. So simple visual stories. And I would love to know, yeah. How do we, how do we, what does that really mean for for anyone that's trying to communicate?
0: So if we just start with, with the simple part, there's, there's three things to keep in mind. What we mean by simple one is short two is purposeful and three is well crafted. So short, the shorter, the better, all else being equal, a 90 second video will be viewed and remembered more than a three minute video. And ditto for an email with three paragraphs versus 20 paragraphs. Um, so t- shorter, the better. But I think it was uh, maybe Einstein said, you know, you want to make things as simple as possible, and no simpler. So there is a point, <laughs> you don't just do some a, a five second video for the sake of it. Um, but just how short can we get this and still accomplish our, our goal? It's going to end up being viewed and remembered uh, a lot more um, consistently. And then the second thing is purposeful. So we talked a bit you know, about business outcomes and, and that, that first M was mission. So this is where we apply the mission. Be you know, purposeful. Be very clear about what outcomes we're seeking. Who are our target audiences? What actions do we want people to take? Uh, what feelings and beliefs do you want to stimulate? So if I had to take, you know, purposeful and break it down the three things, you know, what actions, what feelings, and what beliefs are we hoping this is going to prompt in our audience? And then the third is, uh, for simple is well-crafted. So just, are you going to do a good job with it? You know, words matter, <laughs> the specific words um, and, and, the, and the right messages. What they do is they trigger worldviews and they prompt reactions. So if we can use you know, crisp words, if we can use um, well, just well-crafted in general. And then design matters. You know, anything visual, um, the, the, the right graphical construction will invite the brain to pay attention. And it's going to help people digest the information.
1: Yeah uh, so these are these are really good and I, to your point about shorter we talk a lot about on this program and other places around TechSmith, the, the length of videos right that you, you brought up and uh, I've been saying this a lot this last month it's, it's as short as possible but long as needed right like yeah five point. seconds if that's all you needed and we actually have a there's a really great example Super Bowl ad Reddit purchased a five second Super Bowl ad that was just a PNG image that if you, if you're a TiVo user or whatever tool the to, to, you could pause and you could read these like paragraphs, basically uh, based on, if, if we're going to kind of date ourselves here with the timing, but the things that have been happening in the stock market, uh, Reddit users driving up. So interestingly enough, they, they said five seconds was enough that cause people would stop, pause, read it and talk about that's all they can afford or whatever. And so it's interesting five seconds, but like for most of us, five seconds isn't enough. You can't explain, <laughs> can't explain anything in five seconds. Um, but but you also if if you can, they could do it in five seconds. They didn't need twenty minutes. They didn't have to buy spend. How much does a Super Bowl ad cost for, you know, millions of dollars to, to get a sixty second spot or a thirty second spot? So I, I love that idea because it ties in so much with what we're doing. And then the well crafted. And and correct me if I'm wrong here. But it doesn't mean it has to be the best quality. It just means it has to be good enough, and it needs to. It has to fit with whatever the message is. Versus, you know, I don't have to go pay for Hollywood if if I don't need Hollywood quality. Does that make sense?
0: That's right. Yeah, I I liken it to um, if you've ever heard. Well, so I've been a lifelong. My whole career, I've focused in communication, and yet when I stand up to speak to an audience. I'm not a perfect speaker. Like I, I, sometimes people will say you use a little too many ums and uhs <laughs> and like, yes, I'm sure I could get better. But I, I basically, you know, I, I, I prepare ahead enough and I practice enough so that it's, um, I'm comfortable and it's natural and it can come from the heart. I'm not, I'm probably never going to be that super slick uh, communicator at some point it was good enough. And people, uh, trust what I'm saying. I have some credibility. They can see, hear my heart. They can understand what's in my head. And that's good enough. But um, it doesn't do serve me well to just to get super slick because then I'll just come across. <laughs> Somebody well, I love different.
1: that it's yeah. who you are, right? And I think I think especially it seems like maybe the pandemic has softened us a little bit. That like a dog barks in the background. There's a kid, or you um in awe a little bit. That seem like I remember probably ten years ago I would have told you, oh, that's bad. That's real. You know, we don't got to really cut that out. And some cases you don't want it. Like you know you're pre-recording something you, and it's supposed to be like a tutorial. You don't want to distract. But I think in many cases it would feel almost absent. It's like when you, if you ever walked into a room where there's no noise and it feels like this is weird, there's something's missing. There's just not the ambient sound. And if you didn't have an occasional um or ah or processing thought kind of word, um, I, I, first of all, I would be in trouble because that's how I talk all the time. Same thing, I speak a lot, and it's but it's the, but again, I think it goes to your point that it's the the heart and the mind, right? Like you're you're still able to feel that connection, and that you're I love that that you're still able to understand clearly what's what's on your mind or what what it is you're trying to convey. So. That's a lot yeah. for just uh, the first one for simple. Yeah, for simple.
0: <laughs> yeah, short, purposeful, and well crafted. And I'm I'm curious, Matt. Do you have any? Have you noticed anything in your data as far as the length of videos or podcasts, uh, whether it affects um, how much how many people view it or listen to it? Yeah,
1: we actually, well, we have some research, not specifically about ours, and I can talk about our data a little bit, but uh, we did some research, viewer preferences, and it was interesting in that data. Now, it's getting a little bit old, and 2020, of course, kind of skews everything. Uh, it was from the end of 2018, and we found that for instructional videos in particular and informational videos, the preferred length of videos was between four and like nine minutes now there's actually two columns there so but they were like both 26 percent of the people so half of the people were saying they actually preferred longer videos and when it was instructional or informational and what i think that tells me is one i think video for video in particular it's becoming much more accepted as a medium right like you're willing to commit more to video as a medium. But two, people are really in it for the information. If you've ever watched a video that was short, but it didn't tell you anything, it's, it's just as frustrating as it is if it's too long and it didn't tell you anything. That might Maybe that's a little, still a little bit more frustrating. But it's finding that balance like, because some content, some information, you just, going back to what we said earlier, you just can't convey fast enough, like you can't. Or if you were to go faster, it would actually be a disservice. So that's I think one piece The other thing I'll say is with video in particular, and podcasts, it's a little bit harder to know. If you watch my video, but you only watch 30 seconds of it, should I be devastated? It depends. (laughs) Maybe if if that entire thing had to be watched for context, understanding, then yeah, we've got a problem. But when it comes to the things that I focus on with learning content, if you watch 30 seconds of a video, I what I don't know, and this is one of maybe the problematic areas, this type of communications, I don't know if that's what you needed, or you just didn't get what you, you were finding that it wasn't for you. But what if it did solve your problem? Like, I've I've done plenty of home repairs where I've had to look at something, and it's like, oh, that's, I don't need this, I don't, I'm already past that step, I just need to know, what do I do here? And I only watch that little piece of the video, because that solves my problem. And in that case, I'm a consumer, but that creator should be very proud that they helped me. That's because that's what I wanted. So I think there's a, a couple different ways to look at it. But um, I think obviously you're going to see more drop off the longer you get. You know, if you got a 30 minute video, like our show today will be, you know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes or something like that. People aren't going to stay. They're going to watch a one minute, two minute, three minutes, and hopefully they stay and get more for the viewers that are watching. But uh, so I think it affects differently. Uh, but relevance is key here are, is the message relevant throughout, you, are you getting nuggets out of it and going, so it kind of, I think it goes back to what you're saying about your strategy, what's our goal what What are the things that we're trying to plan for um, but if I was telling you how to stay safe uh, I worked at a pharmaceutical company so like, what to do if there's an acid cloud if you don't watch that entire video and there's an acid cloud bad, this is bad but if you, you know <laughs> If it's like, what do I? How do I route a letter? And I understand how to route the letter, and they didn't watch all of it. Less consequential.
0: Yeah, that makes good sense. Mm-hmm. I like the. I still keep going back to the as short as possible, but as long as it needs to be. It also reminds me of that Mark Twain quote, something like, um, "I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have enough time." Yeah. And uh, there's just there is this point at which it's harder to get it shorter. Uh, I, I noticed like with my podcast, Engaging Leader, which is um, a lot of them are, are interviews and the shorter ones do get more downloads. And if I could work hard, you know, if I wanted to invest the time up front and really craft, you know, the a great um, format or something, it, it, perhaps that would be helpful. But mostly I just have fun talking to people and I don't really want to do a five minute conversation or 10 minute. I want to go right. ahead and, you know, as long as usually they need to be, 20 minutes or 40 minutes, whatever it needs to be, whatever is uh, most enjoyable and gets the right you know, tips and so forth for the audience.
1: Well, I think to, to, if we're, we'll, we'll go down this rabbit hole a little bit because I'm thinking about like even like, you know, I've been thinking about the, the structure of this show, right? Like, well, and, and I think we probably I, I'm probably over the next year, we'll probably pare it back to be a little bit more concise. But here's the thing that like when we look at our goals, like I'm going to if I go back to my sticky note here and the five M's because I'm going to apply what I'm learning today. You know, as I think about my my mission it's to help people to be successful. Uh, at creating visual content, learning about creating good, ultimately visual content. We, and we haven't gotten there quite yet because that's the SV, the V is next, right? The visual piece. Um, I think about the members and they're going to, you know, we've got lots of different content we're providing. So someone's looking for a, how do I do this in Camtasia? We've got that covered elsewhere. But ultimately, when I put all these things together, I'm, I think about the exploratory conversations, the ways that we learn by the fact that we're having this conversation now versus maybe a very tightly scripted one, right? And I think that's, uh, hopefully our audience is finding this valuable, but I am. Like if no if no one else, if anyone listening to this isn't finding it valuable, I apologize. But it's super valuable for me um, because I'm, I'm starting to see these connections between the things that we do. And I think through the exploratory, there's room for exploratory conversations to your point, right? Like you could, we could have had a five minute conversation Describe the SVS model, right? And that could have mm-hmm. been the entire video. We could have said, what are the five M's? And, and we will cut out pieces of this into smaller chunks to share on social media. And those might be included. But uh, I think understanding if I'm, maybe and you can help me catch the vision here. Maybe if there's something else I should be doing but leaving space for communication to happen in a much more organic fashion. Like, yes, there's going to be the very strategic, I plan this, we are going to do this, this, and this. And that's the message versus there's room. I feel like for conversations or for, for videos to explore a little bit more. Now, you know, with pre-created media, like video, I think we have to be like, if we were, this was just a recording, maybe cut out the stuff that's not as great or cut out the pieces that were too side tangential or whatever, but uh, I think for a live show, which this is, it's this seems to be like for me, it's at least a very valuable aspect of of communication.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and part of what's happening is you're building a relationship with the audience. Um, you're you're helping them, you know, use the use your tools better, make their work lives and outcomes better. But you're also building a relationship with them and the supporting their um, loyalty, if you will, with TechSmith and, and kind of creating a community. So that's that's those are key outcomes.
1: Absolutely. Well, because we're I'm keeping an eye on the time because we do have a finite amount of time. Let's talk about, we, we started with the, the simple, uh, the SVS. Let's talk about the visual. What What goes into that category here?
0: Yeah, thank you. There are three aspects to visual to keep in mind. The first is metaphors the second is images, and the third is characters. So metaphors stimulate um, paradigms in people's brains, and they set expectations. So what do we mean by metaphor? We're talking about using an image or an analogy, or if, if, you're, if it's a written or verbal communication, then you want to come up with a word picture. But um, you're doing something that associates with something that's, that's already familiar to the audience. Our, our brains tend to be Um, let's call them lazy and we tend to fall back on things that we're already familiar with. There's a a sort of a mental inertia that goes on. And so we, if we can help people make a connection with something they're already familiar with, it speeds up the process of learning and adopting and agreeing with like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, it resonates with me. So uh, an an example would be, um, and I'll I'll ask you to show this uh, sample video. It's, it's a two minute video. We don't have, we could just even the first 30 seconds just to give you an example of an analogy that is telling the story.
1: Yeah. Any, any prep you want to set the scene for before I show it? Anything we need to know?
0: Sure. Yeah. This is a, a large company, global company. And um, like everybody else during COVID mental wellness has become a big issue, lots more stress affecting people. And so they have beefed up some of their wellness, their mental wellness, um, Offerings and tools for employees, one of which is their employee assistance program. And so nowadays, uh, you you can not only by phone connect with an actual counselor, but you can do it by video. And it's a free service. And they um, found most companies, there's like five or only five or 10% of employees have been taking advantage of a resource like that. But it's super helpful. And so we needed to get. help people be aware of it, but also get okay with the idea of reaching out for assistance in the area of mental health because it's kind of, there's a stigma attached to it. And I don't want people to think I'm weak or crazy or that, you know, I'm, I'm incompetent um, or they can't trust me anymore as an employee. So sort of normalizing it, like this is something we're all going through. And so we used uh, this metaphor of being stuck, um, having to navigate through and get um escape from a jungle island, if you were shipwrecked on a jungle island.
1: All right, well, let's check it out right now.
2: We all experience it sometimes. Life gets complicated and it feels like you've been shipwrecked on a jungle island filled with obstacles. You're alone, isolated. Things feel a bit scary because you don't have much control over the situation. Visibility is low, and you're not sure what type of challenge will be coming at you next. Everything feels uncertain, so you feel like you need to be ready for anything. Anyone can feel overwhelmed in this situation. Maybe you feel tired, restless, burned out, or hopeless. Maybe you feel irritable, and your relationships are suffering. You might have physical symptoms, like stomach troubles or headaches. But you're not alone on the jungle island. Owens Corning offers the Employee Assistance Program through Beacon Health. Feeling relief can be as easy as talking to someone through the EAP. You can talk completely confidentially to a professional counselor about relationship issues, there, substance abuse. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I love it. And,
1: uh, you know, I feel bad for the coconut cause I thought it was going to get thrown and smashed. <laughs> uh, but, but I love it. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense that that metaphor you're using something people can relate to that is it's, it's not the direct like, Oh, are you've, you know, because I've heard this message, are you feeling struggling at work or blah, blah, blah. And this way, at least it takes maybe some of that, like the stigma away. It feels like or a little of the the edge of like, oh, my gosh, I can't deal with anything right now. But now you brought a little bit of color. You brought some things that kind of like like instantly. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I feel I kind of feel like I'm on an island. I'm alone. I, I need help.
0: Yeah. And the other thing, so you got this, the the main metaphor is being on an island and alone and, but then, no, but you're not alone. And then there's like a, a smaller symbol inside there, which is the coconut actually represents whatever the issue is. And um, sort of a subtler, it's a subtler symbol in that the pro, you're not the problem. Like, you know, you just have these issues and everybody has issues. It doesn't mean there's a problem with you. And so if, if you can, have a little bit of objectivity and say, okay, you know, issues come and go. I just need a little bit of help to deal with this issue. Uh, I, I feel a lot more, has have some confidence in, in myself and in the ability to take advantage of these resources and like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get through this together. It might, might need, just need some help though.
1: Yeah. So, so, so I love that the use, use metaphor, use, uh, I think you said characters and then images, which uh, that video does a great job with all, all, those pieces, right? Like, cause I can see myself, even though it was a stick figure, that was a great thing. Even though it was a stick figure, I could relate, you know, someone could relate to that as, oh, that's me. Or the, uh, you know, the images, of course there's the childcare centipede or the other challenges coming across. So really, really great example. Okay, yeah. so we've we've got simple, we've got visual, and we got the, the second S which is story, which I think, I'm guessing right. we just
0: saw some story in there too, right? That's right. Yeah. Story has three components to keep in mind. One is connection. One is entertainment and one is action. So the first thing is uh, connection. Um, And what I mean by connection is connecting with people's heads and with their hearts. A story makes something real. This is an issue affecting real people. It's not just an issue from management. So with that EAP video, kind of obvious there's real people that have these these types of issues with child care and so forth um, so it's not just you know it could have been a message from on high you know hey the big wigs around here notice that only 5% of people are taking advantage of the EAP do you realize how much we spend on this EAP do you realize you know we just go off but we're, we're saying that looking at it from the aspect of real life people and a story does that and a pot, I mean any story does that it doesn't even have to be a great story But a powerful story actually creates an emotional bond. So people are more likely to be willing to be open or even motivated to change. So like another example of that would be we had a a company that was, um, you know, back there used to I don't know if anybody remembers this, but used to be people could smoke at work and and use tobacco products at work. And then, you know, this thing time started to change. And so there was a, a, a company that we were helping implement that. And in their particular environment, it was a big change, um, and it just didn't feel – anyway, people had some strong emotions about it. Um, And then over – so you couldn't smoke at work anymore. And then also, it's not even very healthy to be smoking tobacco outside of work. So we really would just encourage you to be completely tobacco-free. So uh, that was obviously an evolution over time, and we used – stories from people from executives all the way down to frontline employees who were willing to just share their own journeys of used to use tobacco uh, this is what got, brought me to the point where I decided I wanted to make a change and this is how I did it My, the way, way, way it worked for me won't work for everybody but this is, this is what worked for me and um, people opened up to that again it's very different than just a company saying hey no more tobacco or else
1: yeah, I can imagine if uh, a company did come down and say, "We're paying a lot for this benefit; you better start taking." It. That that motivates no one, right? Like that's actually probably going to push people to be like, "Well, geeesh, that's not not a great way to do this." So I love that, and I think um, you know, I we've talked about I've talked about story in a, a number of places, but I love that that you're you said, it doesn't have to be a great story. Obviously there's better stories for de- better times and better outcomes. But I think just even using that that way to connect with someone, right? We we connect with people, we connect with ideas, we connect with those things. So I, I love that idea of using uh, story to, to motivate. And I, I imagine that works across a lot of different messages are are there times when, when like you would be like guess what story is not the way to go there's stay away from story in any instances like that or is you like story kind of always in the back pocket ready to to pull yeah. out
0: well i i would say there's always a narrative even if it's not a specific typically a story is going to have specific people doing specific things and having specific feelings so you know actual characters actual plot um, and you don't always have to have a, a specific character, but there needs to be a flow and a narrative that people can digest in a certain way that, that makes some emotional connections. And, um, you know, movie makers know this, uh, and, but the, so, so basically it is easiest if you can just think though, of what are specific people doing specific things, having specific feelings where it doesn't make sense as if you're going to spend, you know five minutes telling a story that really was only worth a thirty second point and and sometimes it's just a, it's just you know five words um this came up, and so I did that and just because you got you gotta be cautious uh i I have definitely <laughs> been known to lose my patience with someone telling a story but because i I'm not sure that you know it's like what is the point? I get to the point <laughs> a little quicker. <laughs>
1: And he may have done that about three times during this interview. Let's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have maybe I've probably been the one that should have cut my story a little bit quicker in this interview. No, no, (laughs) this has
1: been all all really good. Uh, You know, we've covered we've covered a lot of ground, and I, I, you know, I think. Uh, I just want to say for our audience, so much good stuff here, if you can just take it and apply it to whatever you're doing, whether it's images or video or whatever your message is, but I'm guessing we've scratched the tip of the iceberg here, Jesse, how, how would one go about learning more about these concepts and ideas? Uh, If they, if they found something here that they said, oh, that was really good, but they want to dig in some more, what would you recommend?
0: Yeah. Thanks for asking. Well, you know, some of the little buzzwords that I've thrown out there are are not things I made up. So there, you know, definitely feel free to Google things like the empathy map and stakeholder analysis and so forth. But a lot of them um, I've talked about on my podcast or on my website. Um, So I have two websites. One is our our company's website and that is workforcecommunication.com. And again, we're a team of consultants and creatives uh, we serve mid-size and large employers, primarily helping people attract top talent, um, engage their employees, and then achieve business results. Um, but so, you, but even if you're not a mid-size or large employer, we put all that content on the website as well to, to share those models. So th- those are those are out there. And then my podcast is Engaging Leader. And um, that's my guest and I. We're sharing tips just like these to help people communicate and engage and lead. And, um you can listen to that at engagingleader.com as well as on Apple podcast and Spotify and nearly all other podcast apps
1: all the places so when they're looking up the visual lounge go ahead and look up engaging leader and just subscribe to both that makes it easy for both of us that's yes, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> so so Jesse and we've got about two minutes and I want to give you the kind of a, a chance for a final take here kind of final what's your final last advice that you would give to the audience uh, that are listening to or watching the Visual Lounge about communicating, whether it's remotely or just communication in general?
0: Yeah, I think it's to honor the power of communication, to recognize that we are always communicating, whether we're doing it, the question is, are we doing it intentionally or not? And that the people who are improving the world today, they're not just communicators, they're not just leaders, but they're actually Engagers. They are thoughtfully thinking about how can we influence, how can we take advantage of this opportunity when we interact with people for good? And to meet. you know, what's our mission? Just getting back to what, what's the mission? Um, am I making the most of that opportunity? And uh, just being intentional with those moments of communication and influence. So that's where I would end on.
1: Now that is awesome. And thank you for all of your advice today. Uh, you know, I, I, I do take notes usually d- during shows, but nothing like today. I've got multiple stickies. Uh, this has been really great. I've got some things to think about how I'm going to communicate better, but we want to thank Jesse Leahy. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for all your advice and stay warm. He's in the, you're in the upper part of Michigan, the lower peninsula, not the upper, upper part of Michigan, but we know it's cold and snowy. So we hope you stay safe up there.
0: Yep. I I saw a a pretty good picture story uh, yesterday. Someone showed a a picture. The picture was a snowy road and the the tagline was, yep, we finally got all our potholes filled just like that. (laughs) (laughs) The roads are smooth now. (laughs) Oh, so pure Michigan. So pure Michigan. (laughs) All right, Engagers, that wraps up this episode. Again, check out our show notes for the link to that sample video. It's only about 90 seconds long, as well as links to the TechSmith website, to the TechSmith Visual Lounge. And you can find that all on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 221 as in episode 221. This is a production of Workforce Communication. We are a team of consultants and creatives using the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well-being and performance of their people. My colleagues and I partner with mid-sized and large employers to attract top talent, fully engage employees, and achieve superior business results in several areas, including employer branding, talent management, wellness, benefits and compensation, business transformation, and more. Find us at workforcecommunication.com. Our thanks to Betsy Leahy, our production assistant, Jamie Barnes, Tom Hitchcock, and Jenny Colenda from our social media team, JJ Leahy from our video and graphic design team, and Rick Tarrant, our announcer. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers.